Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 67. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 67. As always, I'm your host, Brendan Lowe, and thank you so much for joining me today. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about double time and the double time feel. And this was requested after the last podcast I did. I asked for some requests. This was requested by uh, someone and uh, they want me to do a podcast on this. So I'm doing that. I also got some other requests uh, for some other podcasts we'll be doing in the next couple of weeks as well. So I'm going to get to those. And I'm super happy. I'm super happy you guys are, are letting me know. You guys are commenting on the videos or um, in the blog when we um, release the podcast every Friday because it's it's really helpful. Like I said in the last week's episode, um, I love doing your ideas, the ideas that you guys want me to do. Um, it helps. It helps me with motivation and to come up with new podcast episodes, so I really appreciate it. Um, we are affiliated with jazzpianoschool.com. we got a lot going on right now, so I'm going to try and move through this pretty quickly, but uh, again, we're going to be releasing the uh, solo piano course, the JPS Solo Piano System specialty course <clears throat> in January. And I'm going to, I've been talking about that a little bit, but it's going to be great because we are newly integrating Sound Slice. And I believe we are the currently only <clears throat> uh, online jazz uh, piano educator website that's going to be have this integration with Sound Slice. So it's going to be fantastic. Now, Sound Slice is. Uh, allows you to integrate interactive scrolling music, and it's not just scrolling music. Obviously, the music um, will you follow the music as you watch the video, but I can also do interactive practice exercises with it, and that's what I love about Sound Slice. And I'm so excited because you can loop certain points. If I if I do uh, practice exercises, you can loop uh, exercises. You can transpose the exercises. You can slow the exercises down. Um, you can you can have a click with the with the exercise as well. You can practice the exercises without the track or with the track. It's just it's brilliant. So, needless to say, it's going to be a complete game changer for Jazz Piano School. I also sent out an email to everyone on the uh, uh, our followers about uh, JPS 2.0, which is going to be coming next year, and it just looks and it's going to be a whole new user interface. It's just going to be fantastic. Practice quizzes dashboard all your materials your courses everything you know it's it's just a whole world it's it's going to be fantastic it's so easy to navigate you're going to have a page for your education video a page for your practice video you got all your, all your links there your sound slice um, it's going to record all your um, your, your progress, you're going to get achievement badges. It's going to be fantastic. I just can't wait. So I'm also going to work with someone to put it into different languages as well. So people in uh, Mexico or Germany, uh, France, you know, French, German, um, Spanish can have access to jazz piano school as well. The other thing I want to mention, uh, is that I just wanted to take a second and say that I really, really appreciate, I truly appreciate the support and comments that I receive and we receive at JPS because they're very inspiring. And a lot of you out there probably don't know what it's like to be on this end of running a business, an education business nonetheless. And and also a music business in general is very opinionated, right? People have lots of opinions on jazz. And like I was talking about in the last episode, 
you know, how my opinion on certain things are more loose. I'm more flexible with things. I, I, I just want everyone to learn and enjoy and have fun. That's truly my goal. But, you know, a lot of people out there for various reasons, you know, are upset at certain things. They think, uh, you know, companies or businesses are just trying to scam people or, you know, make a quick buck or whatever. So we do get lots of negative feedback. And for some of you who are avid followers of JPS and the podcast, and I, I know that you think this is great and I really appreciate it, but other people, you know, will leave really nasty comments. And I'm not that type of person at all, really. You know, I, I don't I don't troll the internet and, you know, uh, criticize other people. Uh, you know, I, I'm more of a, you know, whatever whatever feeds your soul, whatever's making you happy, then you go for it. I mean, that's that's all you can do. What who am I to say? You know, what what you wanna do in your life or or to make you happy, right? So Again, I just want to to make a point out to all the people out there who have commented on the YouTube videos or on the blog or on the podcast or any of the members out there listening have sent me emails that they enjoy the course, they enjoy being a member of Jazz Piano School. I, I really, 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 truly do appreciate it because I'm human. You know, I'm a I'm a human being. I'm not just I try to interact with you guys as much as possible so that you get that human element because obviously I don't see you. I just speak into this microphone and then we kind of interact through comments and things like that. Sometimes I have relationships with our members much better because I'm interacting with them through our private Facebook group and emails and stuff like that, helping them with the course. But again, I don't really see any of you face to face. And so, you know, I, when people do leave negative comments, whether it be on our Facebook or, uh, you know, on the links and stuff like that, you know, I, you know, I'm a little bit aged now, you know, since we started jazz piano school. So I've seen lots of comments, but at the still time, at the same time, it affects me. You know, when I see that comment, I'm not like, Oh, yay. You know, I'm still like, uh, you know, one of those, one of those guys again, you know, or one of those people. So it, it doesn't leave a great taste in my mouth. And that's why I truly do appreciate, um, all the great motivation and support that uh, everyone out there gives me. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. But anyway, to the episode. In today's episode, uh, I'm going to be going over uh, the double time feel and double time. Sorry, I just want to check in the last video. I had the uh, my, new, my, my new mic cord in the video, and it is not in the video shot right now. So that's good. So what is the double time feel? Well, the double time feel is going to be double time and double time feel are two different things. I'm going to go over double time feel first, okay? So the double time, well, I guess I should explain both. Double time, okay, just double time is where everything uh, is doubled, right? So if you have a tune that is counted off one, let's say at um, 120, right? One, two, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Let's say that's your, your your quarter note, right? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, right? So if I'm playing, you know, my chord would be like in a two, five, one. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, right? Now, double time is where everything is doubled. So if I were to play that again in double time, instead of uh, my quarter note being 120, it's going to be 240. So it's just doubled. So we have one, two, three, four. Now the way we can come to the what the actual double time is, is we take the eighth note and we make that the new quarter note. All right? So for every quarter note, we obviously have two eighth notes, 
All right. And when we take those eighth notes and we make them the new quarter note beat, that is going to be double time. So if I have, let's say my quarter note is 120, two, three, this is about 120 here. One, two, three, right? And then I have my eighth notes. So my right hand in double time, this is going to be your quarter note. Instead of one and two and three and four, this is one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? So here's my original tempo. One, two, three, four. Here are my eighth notes. Now, this instead of this being an eighth note, it becomes my right hand being an eighth note, it becomes the chord note. So one and two and three and four and one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? So in phrases or measures, right? So if I play two, five, one at the slower speed, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. That is going to be the slower speed. Now in double time, right, everything's doubled. So everything's going to move twice as fast. So we're going to have one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, four, two, three, four, right? So the chords are going to move very fast. Here we go. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, four, two, three, four, right? So everything is doubled. And that's what double time is. Now, some tunes uh, or pieces will go into full double time. And I'm going to go get into some thing, uh, techniques or methods or strategies you can use for improvisation, comping and whatnot, stuff like that in a little bit. But again, some tunes at the end of the tune will call for double time. So if I'm playing a blues, let's say, right, and I have the last four measures of the blues or the turnaround. Uh, so uh, in, in F, right, here we go. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, two, two, three. Double time, right? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. One, two, three, four. Two, two. Here's my halftime or the original tempo, right? So some tunes will call for you to double time the, the piece. Now, some people get confused about what double time is and what double time feel is. And I've seen a lot of people say they want double time, but they mean double time feel, okay? Now, the double time feel what the difference is the double time feel the quarter note stays the same but you're going to comp or solo like it's moving twice as fast now what do i mean by that well in my first example of actual double time the actual quarter note duration and value actually changes right so every all the measures are going by twice as fast so instead of one Right, one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, right? And the measures move by twice as fast. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four. In double time feel, the quarter note duration stays the same, but you comp and pretend like you're playing like it's a double time, but the quarter note doesn't move. So here's an example. So in our two, five, one, Instead of, if I were to uh, comp or swing, you know, at the uh, 120 tempo, it would sound like this. One, two, three, four. Screwed up, I screwed up, my mouth got screwed up counting and playing at the same time. But that's what that original 
now, if I were to comp double time, okay, not double time feel yet, double time, right? My comping is going to take different characteristics, right? I'm going to have shorter comps. I'm going to have faster moving comps. And the feeling I get inside of me, because I'm feeling the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, it's going to feel different to me inside of me, right? The way I feel the time. So I would comp this differently and solo as well, right? So here's my comping example of double time. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four. Very sparse, very quick movements because I'm feeling that new quarter note tempo. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, right? And it's the same thing with my soloing. So if my uh, if I was improvising at the original tempo at 120, it would sound like this. One, two, three, four. and two and three and four now at the double time it's going to sound much faster because everything is doubled right so one two oh one two three four right so a lot faster but double time feel is where the again the duration of the quarter note does not change so the measures don't move by at twice the speed but you give it a feel. That's why it's called double time feel. You give it a feel that you are playing double time. Okay, so it's just a feeling. It's just the feeling that you're going to apply to the tune. So we're going to take the feeling of double time and apply it to the tune. But again, the measures, your quarter note is still here. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four. But what you're going to feel is basically the eighth note. So you're going to feel... One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. And I'm going to comp like that too. So the way you have to internalize this is instead of everything being doubled, actually uh, the measures, you know, going by twice as fast rather, uh, the duration of the, of the chord becomes longer. Okay. And again, this is kind of a tricky concept. So just bear with me. So if I'm feeling my chord note here, one, two, three, four, right? After four beats, we move to the next chord. If I'm feeling my eighth notes, one and two and three and four and, there's eight eighth notes, right, that are, uh, I'm feeling. So I'm actually feeling eight beats, right? So one, two, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now I'm not playing double time here because my quarter note is still one, to, I'm just feeling the eighth notes uh, as the beat, right? So here's my double time feel with the same chord note. Here's my chord note, one, two, three, four. And then again, I'm going to be feeling one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? And again, you're just feeling eight beats, which it would be the double time, but it's going to be the double time feel. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, four, five, six, seven, eight. So as you can tell, my measures stay the same. One, two, three, four. 
right? So my quarter note doesn't change, but the feeling I give to the tune is that I emphasize eight, all the eighth notes as basically treating it as the quarter note, but in the feeling, okay? So again, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, there's so many different ways you can approach this, like feeling it wise, but that's the essence of double time feel. I mean, you can you can conceptualize it different ways. You can feel it different ways. But ultimately, the double time feel is where we apply the feeling of double time. But it's over the quarter note, you know, that doesn't change. The, the number of beats doesn't change. We just apply the double time feel. So, again, where when do we use this or when why is this valuable? Well, if we're playing slow tunes, it's a nice thing to do. We, we can apply the double time feel without changing the metric value of the meter, right, of the, of the whole measure. So, um, let's say in a ballad, right, uh, in body and soul or even like a slow blues, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, if we were to play a double time feel, a lot of people do this on the solos because the ballad, uh, people, you know, you're playing it so slow one and two and three and four and, and two and three and four. Right now, if I'm soloing over this, you know, a lot of people find it difficult to, uh, especially for beginners and intermediates to solo over such a slow tune. And I, I don't blame you. It's a very difficult process. It requires certain skill set and patience. Um, as you start to advance as a player, you'll you'll gain the patience to enjoy sol- soloing at that slow tempo. What a, but what a lot of people do is double give a double time feel to the solos on ballads, right? So we have one, two, three, four. Now the way I'm going to feel this is one and two and three and four and right like that. So that's the double time, right? One and two and one and two and three and four and one two three four right so here's my chord note one two three four and again i'm going to take my eighth note and treat that as the new quarter note feeling i'm not actually treating that as the new quarter note because we're not doing double time we're just treating it as the feeling so one and two and three right one and two so here's my chord note one and two three four one two three four one, two, and three, and four, and one, and two. So you just take the eighth notes and you gain that feeling. I know I'm repeating myself a lot here probably, but again, it's a hard concept to get, so I just want to make sure I, sure I cover everything. So here's uh, your double, your regular time. That's actually half time, let's see. Yeah, so there's uh, two beats a piece. My bad. One. Right? So you have one, two. That's our original tempo. Now, if we double time this, it's going to sound like this. One and two and three and four and There's our there's our tempo, but again we're feeling it one and two and three and four and one, two, 
three. So we're just feeling those eighth notes, and we're playing the eighth notes like we're swinging them. One, two, one, and two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and three, and four. So that's it. So that's what we can do with ballads. Now, um, once you get patient or you not once you get patient, but once you get more accustomed to playing ballads and slow soloing at the slower tempos, uh, a lot of people just default to double time feel for ballads. I don't necessarily like that when drummers and bass players just go to that automatically because I enjoy soloing with all that space. And so if I suggest a double timeline, let's say I'm just soloing in regular time, right? One. I've switched to double time feel here now here. And then maybe I'll go back to the, the um, regular tempo, the, the walking ballad. Maybe I'll go back to double time. back and forth you don't always have to double time the whole thing or double time feel the whole thing now if i were to actually double time the ballad it would sound like this right so we have one two three four this is just regular so we'd have one two three four one two three so the chords and measures are actually moving by twice as fast now that's double time right so that's the difference there so again play with both areas again for slow blueses one two three four right people will double time that or you can add a double time feeling to that if if you want to kind of add you know some spice or some variety so one two three four remember to find the double time feel find your eighth note so here's my quarter note here's my eighth note one and two and three and four three and four and we just treat that eighth note like it's the quarter note right so we're swinging over those eighth notes right so we find our eighth note treat that as basically our tempo or our, our beat and then we swing over that beat okay so again here's my regular blues two three four So my double time would be one and two and three. All right, so one and one and two. Three. Sorry, guys, it's really hard to talk and play at the same time. So one, two, three, four. So one and two and three and four and one, two, three, four, one, two, one and two. So if our new quarter note is one and two and three and one, two, three, four, if I were to play eighth notes in double time feel, right? 
so again, we take our eighth note, one and two and three. That's our new quarter note feel, and then we can, we can play eighth notes with that new quarter note. But again, it doesn't change the. It, when I say new quarter note, I just mean the feeling of the new quarter note you're going to have inside of you. Okay, not the actual because we're doing double time feel. So I'm feeling one, two, three, four. Then I take my eighth note, one and two and three and four, and that's the new quarter note feeling I have in my, inside myself. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So that would mean my eighth note feel is going to be one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four because this is the new quarter note I'm feeling. All right, I'm nervous because uh, hopefully I'm explaining this well. It's a very tricky concept. Okay, let me just go back and forth between double time, uh, excuse me, the standard and double time feel for you so you can uh, get, just see it back and forth. Okay, I'm going to go every two measures, standard and then double time feel. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four. Here's my second measure, right? feel So again, back and forth between the double time feel and the regular. If I'm going back and forth between, now you don't want to go back and forth between double time, or excuse me, regular and double time because you're switching, that would be actually, you know, switching the duration of the measures. And with a band, if you're playing by yourself, I mean, go for it. That's a kind of a cool thing to do. But if you're with a band, that's going to be very tricky to follow because the measures actually move by at a faster rate. And so do the changes. So again, it's tricky to... If you want to use double time feel in your playing, uh, you know, go for it. Or if a singer is suggesting it or, a, you know, whoever, but just make sure that that's, that's really what they want, right? Some people want it to, some people, you know, I, I play with a singer a lot. Here's a great example. And we have very slow tunes. So uh, she likes to do tunes very slowly, which is, is awesome, you know. But some tunes, she doesn't want the feeling of like a Latin tune, like how do you play a, I mean, you can play super slow Latin tunes, but if you want a lat, a tune like one, two, right? So the, that's the brushes, right? Now she wants a double time feel, but with that slow quarter note. So, right. So I'm going to clap the quarter note while I, while I sing my brushes here. All right. So here's our quarter note. Right? Hopefully you can hear that. And here's the brushes, the double time feel brushes over the quarter note. Wait, sorry, I was clapping too fast. One and two. Okay, so here's the slow quarter note. Two, three, four. Shh, 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 shh,
right? So you get that, you get the double time feel brush pattern, which kind of gives it a rhythmic pulse instead of going or even slower, right? You get more of a feeling, right? More of a um, kind of a danceable Latin feeling to it. And again, if I were to comp for something like this, instead of comping over the one, two, right? My comping would be like one, two, three, four, three, four, right? So if I were to comp with that, whoops, there we go. Sorry, my pedal was screwing up there. Uh, if I were to double time feel comp over that, it's going to sound like this. One, sh, sh, two, sh, sh, three, sh, sh, four, sh, sh. times for singers you can't double time the piece to make it sound like that because they won't be able to get the lyrics out over some of these tunes you know so we need to add the double time feel to that latin tune because the chord note's going to be here one two three four that's about 80 between 80 to 90 but we're applying a double time feel to make it sound like it's going faster or giving it more of a rhythmic pulse while she can still get her lyrics out and hang back on the melody because the melody would be here, right? One, two, and three, four. One, two, and three, four. One, two, something like that, right? We do that um, a lot for a lot of the slow Latin tunes or even in, in a lot of the slow um, swing tunes as well. So hopefully that helps. Um, I don't want to go over this too much more. I'm probably beating a dead horse at this point, but you can use these tactics a lot in your solos. Again, you know, instead of playing eighth notes, basically you're playing 16th notes. You're just doubling the tempo, right? One and two and one and a two and a three. And basically that's what it is. But again, like I said, there's so many different ways to think about it. You can think about it as playing 16th notes, but I wouldn't necessarily, that can get, that has comes with its own set of things too, because mentally you're internalizing 16th notes then you might get lost, you know, or whatever. But the best thing to do is just try and feel it, you know, feel the double time and just know that you're taking, you're basically feeling a new pulse inside of you. When you actually switch to double time, that's much easier <laughs> because everything's doubled. The, the, the changes are doubled. Your playing's doubled. Every, everything's doubled. When you're playing double time feel, it's much harder because everything stays the same, but you have to comp and improvise and uh, over uh, the slow quarter note, but give it a feeling of the double time. So that's actually much harder. So uh, hopefully that helps, guys. Uh, again, practice kind of switching back and forth. There's no practice materials for this one. I would just recommend going back and forth between you know, your, your regular tempo and your double time tempo and seeing if you can go back and forth and, and practice actually double timing a tune as well and practice going back and forth because it can get tricky to really be able to switch back and forth fast. When you get to a certain level, you should kind of feel both uh, at the same time. That should be your goal, really. When I'm playing tunes, 
I feel lots of subdivisions. I'm feeling 16th notes. I'm feeling triplets. I'm feeling eighth notes. Sometimes I'm feeling the dotted quarter, uh, quarter note triplets, all these different subdivisions. That's what a, a good drummer is doing as well. They're feeling multiple subdivisions at once. And that should be your goal, really, to be able to feel both. And that will allow you to switch instantaneously uh, without having to think about it because they're both going at the same time. So you can always just kind of morph back and forth. That's always fun. All right. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, where I'm going to get to some of the more uh, other requests that we had in the upcoming uh, podcast episodes. I'll keep you guys updated on the solo piano system. Again, that's going to be released at uh, the end of January. I'm going to do a couple podcast episodes on the system where uh, I'm, I'm actually going to show you guys the system uh, so you can at least learn uh, a portion of it. Um, obviously, the course goes in, especially the course goes into so much more detail and it includes the sound slice and um, all the practice exercise and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But I do want to show you guys the system because it's actually phenomenal. So it's a step-by-step thing and I'll give you and lay out all the steps to doing it, okay? So until that time, that will come in January. Have a great holiday. I hope you guys are doing a lot of great holiday things. You're with your family, whoever, um, you know, and I'm just so thankful for all you guys and the followers out there. Um, and so just have a wonderful holiday, be safe and, you know, eat, drink and be merry. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing. Um, but of course, continuing to <laughs> work on JPS cause it's my baby. <laughs> so that's it guys. Uh, as always happy practicing.